Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller, the founder of the Miller Law Group and director at the Center for Understanding in Conflict, and I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Anne Louise DiPaolo. Anne Louise is an attorney in Staten Island. She's been practicing in the area of divorce and family law for over 30 years, and she's the author of the book, Divorce Now What? How to Survive, Thrive, and Become Fully Active Through the Divorce Process. Welcome, Anne Louise DiPaolo. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Catherine. I'm very happy to be here, and I'm happy that I have another champion in the collaborative divorce and having people divorce with dignity and less conflict in their lives and their children's lives. Yeah, uh, so I guess we're fellow travelers. What led you to write the book, Divorce Now What? Well, I've been very involved with collaborative law in the last uh, few years. I started the Staten Island Collaborative Law Group in Staten Island, and uh, we have been trying to champion uh, collaborative law and other forms of dispute resolution, including mediation, and also I am a certified parent coordinator. I wrote the book so that people understand that they have options in the divorce process, and they don't have to go into the litigation conflict, you know, route that many attorneys and uh, history had them going into. There's a lot of options. And what I loved so much about collaborative is the idea of the interdisciplinary where you can bring in experts and you could really sit with your client and with the family and try to figure out what information is needed, what support is needed. What do they need to not only get through the process, but then to have a foundation built for their their lives after divorce? And what can they learn from the divorce process and what can they do to change their lives for the better after the divorce? So I thought that was like so wonderful. And I have met so many people that have been supportive, you know, financial advisors that I've worked with and therapists and psychologists and other parent coordinators vocational experts, all the different people that can help the lawyer and the client in the process to make making sure that they get the most and the best information and have the support that they need. You know, that sounds great. And obviously, I know what you're talking about and how each of those people can bring real advantages to a divorcing family. But imagine we have a listener out there, Anne Louise Paolo, who's thinking, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. It was so complicated. It was so difficult. It sounds incredibly expensive. When you say what options are out there for somebody who's making a decision or thinking about getting divorced, what are those options and how should people think about them? Well, that was one of the reasons why I wrote the book. I basically start the book basically with the process of different ways of divorcing. And I go into the different ways that someone can divorce. If it's an uncontested and it's just an agreement, a simple agreement that they can process and submit to the court, I talk about mediation, the pros and cons of mediation. And then I talk about contested and some of the horror stories of contested and what is actually involved. And just just to interrupt then, you for one second, but by contested, you're talking about litigation, right? You're talking right, about the litigation. Right, right, while I, you're going into court, you're fighting, you're doing a lot of trips back and forth to the courthouse, 
if there's custody, uh, uh, an attorney's being appointed for the children to have their views known. And uh, before they know it, they're in this whirlwind of hiring a tremendous amount of experts and other have an, an attorney represent their children, and they get swept up in this turmoil and this, uh, like it's a tornado, basically, that, that happens to people. And so with the collaborative, what I try to also explain is that it is cost-effective because you're hiring an expert, but you're sharing the cost of the expert with your spouse, and also you're not paying the attorneys at the rate of hundreds and hundreds of dollars to talk to you about, you know, whether or not a Saturday or Sunday is better for a visitation visit and trying to figure out how they're going to communicate for uh, co-parenting and those types of things. It's much more cost-effective if those are being kind of outsourced to an expert that then reports back to the attorneys and the attorneys do what they do best in terms of drafting agreements and getting the paperwork done and making sure that things are memorialized versus the actual, you know, back and forth and listening to different sides of of a situation, and especially in parenting issues. So what you're talking about is the collaborative process where the parties would work with a one person, a child specialist of some sort to help work out the parenting arrangements or the custody arrangements, uh, rather than having just back and forth with the attorneys in the room arguing over stuff that really isn't a legal decision, but it's really more of an emotional, a logistical, and a decision what makes most sense for the kids. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Exactly. And they'll sit and speak to the clients about, you know, what their schedules are like and what they usually do and what their parenting styles are and their childcare issues. I mean, that's not really something that, you know, lawyers, that's not really what we're trained to do. That's basically something that a therapist is much better able and situated to do and as it's one person. And then the other issue too, Catherine, as you know, you know, you, we speak to our client and then we have to then speak to the other lawyer and then the other lawyer speaks to their client, hopefully. And then it's got this back and forth, like a continual back and forth. Whereas with the collaborative process, you're all in the same room. And if the people are seeing a, a therapist or a child specialist, uh, a divorce coach, they are together and it's it's in one place. It's not this telephone where it's like, you know, uh, I said this, he said that, and, and it gets miscommunicated. You know, I noticed that the title of your book is Divorce Now What? How to Survive, Thrive, and Become Fully Alive Through the Divorce Process. And, you know, I think a lot of people facing divorce or in the middle of the divorce think, oh, my God, this is awful. This is killing me. You know, people will say that, right? This is killing me. So I'm curious about the words that are used for the title of your book. What do you mean and how do people become fully alive through the divorce process? Okay, because I, what I found in, in the people that I've met through this process and also in my own life, sometimes we get a wake-up call and divorce is sometimes one of those wake-up calls. And then it's a time for you to kind of assess where you are and, you know, where you are in your life. And if there's a change, you can make it a change for the better. Uh, even though while you're going through it, it's a, it seems like a horror, it could be something that can be turned into something much better. And the cover of my book is a butterfly coming out of the cocoon because it's transformation from one life and one way of living to another life. And what I do is I take the different aspects. I take the legal aspect, which we kind of, you know, spoke about. And then I go also into, you know, mind, body, soul, you know, taking care of your body with certain things that you need to do during the process. And, you know, how are you eating? How are you taking care of yourself? Exercising to relieve the stress, stress relief, certain things that people can do to take care of themselves getting the support you might need with therapy, and then also different ways of self-care and emotional care. 
And then I also go into the spiritual aspect of trying to find something within yourself. You know, what's your purpose? Where do you want to be in your life? There is something besides just mind and body. There is spirit as well. And trying to then find a place for yourself where you will be, uh, where you'll grow. You'll grow spiritually as well through this process. And sometimes that wound or that hurt is what leads people to make that transition and change their lives. I'm Catherine Miller. This is Dialogue on Divorce, and I'm speaking today with Anne Louise DiPaolo. She's an attorney in Staten Island and the author of the book, Divorce Now What? How to Survive, Thrive, and Become Fully Alive Through the Divorce Process. And Anne Louise, how do people find or tap into their inner resources to become the person that they, or how do they use this conflict, this crisis, to become the person that they were meant to be? I think that it's a time for a deep reflection also time to, I, I stress, to try to spend some time alone, taking walks, trying to assess how did they get there and where do they want to go, using different ways of activity, creativity, uh, maybe finding some type of a hobby that you've that's been long lost, expressing yourself, you know, journaling. I go into a whole bunch of different suggestions for them. How are they spending their time? You know, uh, where you spend your time is, you know, where your treasure really is. You know, are you spending time with your children? Are you having quality time with them? Do you have time to socialize? Do you have friends? Uh, you know, reach out to your friends, spend some time with them. And also, you know, whatever your faith base may have been, your traditional or if you're interested in something else, you know, trying to think about, you know, what is the purpose in in your life and what do you need to get you through this? You know, what support do you need? Having a support and having a spiritual help with this, going deep down and reaching into your inner soul and really trying to discover who you really are. Now, you know, in the divorce, your whole identity and the way you lived is just totally destroyed. You have to start over again. So you're not a wife any longer or a husband any longer, but you will be. You're still a mother, but you're going to be co-parenting. Like, and, and how can I do that? And what's, you know, what do I need? You know, what forgive? Do I need to forgive? Do I need to see what, you know, what resentments or what I'm holding on to that's holding me back? Because those things do hold you back. And they really do damage you and they damage your children. And to try to take the opportunity to go to the better part of yourself. So you said a lot there. So let me see if I can sort of tease that apart a little bit. So, you know, one thing that you said is that the life you knew is destroyed. And that's a strong word that you use. You know, is that really true that someone's life is destroyed? What do you mean by that? I mean, I just think that the whatever roles or identity that they had, any the way that they lived, either you know financially, socially, is different now. They're not going to live the same way. You know, their children aren't going to be relating to them and to their father or mother in the same way. It's a whole new beginning. I mean, I think of it as being like a new life. I mean, because that person that you spent a certain amount of time with, um, the relationships that you had with them, their their family, that your friends, like all of that is going to change. And it's like kind of starting over. So it gives you that opportunity to kind of start over and to figure out how whatever those relationships were and whatever your life was, how you can bring it into your new life and what you need to leave behind and what you can still maintain. 
Because I think what you're saying is that, you know, if you really look into yourself at this time of transition and you think about what's most important and what you really are trying to preserve while you make a transition to a different relationship and into a different self-definition, then you're able to create a new life for yourself based on those core values that really works for you going forward in the new arrangement. Is that right? Yes. Very well said. And I think that, you know, it's really interesting. I'm sure you've had clients, I have too, who come in and say, you know, why should I change anything about my life? He's the one or she's the one who wanted to leave or she's the one or he's the one who had an affair. I did nothing wrong. My life should stay the same. I should stay where I'm living. I should see my kids all the time. I shouldn't have to work or I should not have to change my job. And I think that, you know, there's a real disconnect, certainly between what you're saying and that view. So have you ever had a client say that to you? And if so, what would you say to them? I basically tell them that that's not going to, you know, to happen. I mean, that basically that we all have certain wants and that's not what the law allows. And that if they hold on and they don't deal with the reality that they're going to be financially hurt and they're going, their children are going to suffer for it. And what they need to do is they need to figure out the next step for them. So, so whether or not they were at fault or not, they need to accept the new reality and go with it because that's how they're going to get the best result, that it will cost them money, it'll cost them the relationship with their children, it'll cost them their children's well-being if they don't adapt to what the current reality is. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. Yes. That's exactly what I mean. And if they think that it's not going to change and they're trying to spend all their time and energy keeping it from changing, it's not going to work for them. And they're just going to spend a lot of time, money, energy, and they're going to get nowhere. Yeah. And so that's great because another thing that you talked about was forgiveness. So Anne yeah. Louise DiPaolo, you know, you say, you know, they need to forgive. And that can be really hard to do in the divorce setting, especially if we have listeners out there who are just facing this situation where either they feel driven out of the marriage because of something that's happening with the other person or something that's happening, you know, in their own lives. And there can be a lot of anger, there can be a sense of betrayal and hurt. And forgiveness can seem really far away. So talk a little bit more about what you mean by forgiveness and how people can get there. Well, I wrote in my book, and I firmly believe that forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. It's really not about the other person. It's about you and being able to release those energies so that you're not expending it on the other person and all these negative feelings that you're having. I think that people also have a misunderstanding about what forgiveness is. You don't have to like what your spouse did, and you don't even have to really like your spouse. It's just a matter of not holding on to the grudge, not wishing ill of them, and wishing you know the best for them. You know that's basically what it is, and it's really about you. It's, it's about you being able to let go of the anger and the energy that you're spending invested in that other person. Yeah, I think that it's really kind of, it's two things. There's a woman named Janice Abrams Spring who's written a number of books, and she's been a guest on the show as well, uh, who's written a bunch of books about forgiveness. And she separates out the idea of acceptance from forgiveness and says that forgiveness really requires the work of two people. You know, one of the things that I think is really common in our culture is when one person says, I'm sorry for whatever, and then the person who was the aggrieved will say, it's okay. And that's supposed to be forgiveness. And it doesn't have to be okay. You can let go of your own resentment and anger without endorsing the action of the other person. Does that make sense to you? 
Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Exactly. And also, if you think that you're going to forgive and then somehow that that's going to be a magic cure for them and they're somehow going to change the way they behave or what they do, you know, going forward, that may not be the case. It's not the focus isn't on the other person. It's really more on you. I'm Catherine Miller. You're listening to Dialogue on Divorce, and our guest today is Anne Louise DePaolo. She's a matrimonial attorney in Staten Island and the author of the book, Divorce Now What? How to Survive, Thrive, and Become Fully Alive Through the Divorce Process. And Anne Louise, how can our listeners get more information about your book or your practice or contact you? My book is on Amazon. It's Divorce Now What? And I have a website, uh, DePaolo Law Firm. I'm based in Staten Island. In addition, I do have a chapter in the book about spiritual direction, which is something that I am um, getting my certification for actually this month. And that's also something that I'm going to be doing in terms of speaking with people that just need someone to kind of be on this journey with them and to listen, to be attentive listening and trying to get them to move on this journey of transformation. So that's also on my website as well. What is that? What is the certification in spiritual direction and how does that help people? Okay, so spiritual direction is basically for any religious tradition, and really what it is is it's someone that is looking to get closer to their higher power, God, and to try to see what changes they need to make in their lives to get closer on the path of spiritual transformation. It takes the form of really listening to where people are in their lives, what their experience of God is, what their God images are, also speaking to them about prayer and how they pray, uh, different types of prayer, what they're comfortable with, what their hurts are, what their wounds are, and what they feel that they need or what can be done to help heal those wounds. It also can take aspects of trying to determine what personality a person has and where they need to mature or what conversion they may need in order to live a more full life or what's keeping them back in their personality or some of their defense mechanisms. So it's really more, it's like a, the, another term of it for it is guide, soul friend, and that's basically what a spiritual director is. You know, this might be a real misunderstanding of what you're talking about, and or maybe it's a sort of a subset of it. But I think that some people who consider themselves to be, you know, religious people feel that divorce is wrong or, you know, somehow a problem in their spiritual relationship. And what do you think about it? How do you reconcile that with being a divorce attorney yourself or uh, what you might say to someone who was worried about that? I mean, I think that is a really uh, big concern. But, you know, Catherine, as you, as you know, there's no fault divorce. It's really not up to the person any longer. They can't stop it if a spouse files and a spouse wants out. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't hold someone in a marriage. It's not a cage. Well, from, so, from a spiritual perspective, yeah. though, imagine they want out, you know, got married early. Things have changed. You know, maybe there's substance abuse or, you know, what? how do people reconcile those spiritual, or and it's not really spiritual, but more religious beliefs with, you know, the facts of their lives or their own unhappiness. Because I think basically what it is, is that the whole thing about the forgiveness and wishing the, the good of the other, but taking care of your own self. And if someone does leave you, you still need to, you know, and also too, that affects a lot of people because then they get angry. They're angry at God. They're angry at their situation. They maybe blame God for what happened to them. And that's something that you can deal with in spiritual direction. And also to try to explain that things happen for a reason, uh, looking at the relationship, that maybe it wasn't the best thing for them. 
and how maybe there might be help for the other person. There may be some kind of a reconciliation depending upon what they do. It really depends on the situation. But just because you went through a divorce doesn't mean that you can't be close to God and have a, a spiritual transformation and deal with your own soul. You know, basically that's what the spiritual direction is for. Yeah, because, you know, I think when people are facing divorce, at some point in the divorce process, they're angry at everyone, right? I think that's normal, oh, yeah. right? And so that if you're, if you're out there and you're listening to this and thinking, wow, I must be somehow immature or bad or something because I feel angry at everything. I can be angry at the dry cleaner. I can be angry at my kids. I can be angry at my ex. I can be angry at God, even. And yet... That's just sort of part of the process. And if you get stuck there, that's really a problem. So how do you suggest, Anne Louise Paolo, that people deal with that situation and move through it and use it for their benefit? How can they use that anger to help themselves? Well, I mean, the anger is good in a way because it starts a passion for you and, and to help you move forward. I mean, I would I would rather deal with the client that's angry than a client that's totally depressed and turning the anger inward and won't do anything. And I also think that they need to understand that it's okay to be angry. It's even okay to be angry at God and to tell God you're angry. You know, it's it's okay to feel it and to release it and express it. It's just a matter of how you do it. And if you're taking your own hurt and your pain and you are unleashing it on somebody else, that's what the problem is. And that's some of the things that, that I deal with in the book as well. Like to feel the feeling, it's just how you react to it. There's some exercises in here, prayers, doing meditation to try to release some of the anger, trying to deal with the wounds that were caused so that the anger heals, and then directing that anger into yourself rather than onto someone else so that you can move your life forward using that passion and feeling that you're angry, that you were wronged, but then, you know, then justice. What are you, how are you going to deal with the rest of your life? That's yeah. like the next step. I think you're right that anger is a big driver and does create the energy for people to do things that would be really hard for them to do otherwise and that it can really be used for good in that way. So, Anne-Louise DePaolo, we have a couple minutes left in the show. And in those minutes, if people are out there thinking about divorce or in the midst of divorce, what, what are your, what would three pieces of advice you'd give them to consider as they move through the process? I can think that the first thing is to really make sure that it's a decision that they want to make if they're the ones that are initiating it. I always suggest to people that if they, you know, have they tried any type of counseling or trying to reconcile in the marriage. If that it doesn't work or the person won't go for any kind of counseling, then the next step is what kind of a divorce do you want? And I truly suggest people looking into collaborative and um, other types of alternative dispute resolution because the uh, litigation tract is extremely difficult and trying for people. And I also think it's really important that they choose a good attorney, an attorney that's going to work with them and have their best interest at heart. Uh, I have a whole chapter on here on how to choose an attorney and things to look for. Um, which I think is also uh, extremely important. And then also to think of it think of it as uh, kind of like a wake-up call and that you can wake up and um, you know start a new life. It's not the end of the world. It can be a new beginning. If you have, in just a last couple of seconds, what's one important question to ask an attorney in a consult? Um, I think the most important thing is for them, you know, for them to ask, questions that, and make sure that they get the answers that, that are satisfying and that the attorney is being honest with them as to what they expect, um, you know, and what they think that, like what they think the outcome would be. That's great. Thank you so much, Anne-Louise DePaolo, for being our guest on Dialogue on Divorce.